0: Welcome back, my friends, to the KFAB Show! I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am terribly happy to be with you to talk about our next movie, our final movie of Season 13, Days of Future Past. And joining me to talk about the Apple, which is our final movie, is, of course, James Cotta.
1: Feeling BIM.
0: Feeling you BIM. bim?
1: You, having, you having a BIM day?
0: Oh boy, oh boy, am I ever... That's and that's Boogalow right there that's that's Boogalow. but uh, and of course joining us on our BIM journey is uh, Jack Hall uh, you're not as happy as me
2: there Stan I'm happier than you are sure Can tell? I'm much happier than you yeah. yeah on the on the happy spectrum
0: sure. do,
2: do you have your bim
0: mark on though?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm not wearing it on my forehead. Well, it's, it is on a head, though.
0: <laughs> Block that up. You don't need it. <laughs> and Nick Boxer.
3: Greetings and salutations. I can't tell you how glad I am that we've changed directions. And, you know, nutrition is important. And talking about this documentary is exciting.
0: It's It's true. It's one of the four <laughs> food groups.
2: Uh, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> it's the apple.
0: <laughs> it's the apple. But yeah. um so so we're, we're so close. We are so close. <laughs> And a, an apple a day keeps everyone away. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, <laughs> and, this uh, apple would absolutely do that, yes.
2: I'm, I'm expecting our longest podcast in history. I'm expecting <laughs> 50% of that to be Nick trying to explain this.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. So, wait. Uh, so
2: the season concept is what? Yes, yes. Jim, do that first. Oh, yes. The
1: season concept is that this is Days of Future Past. Uh, many, many films over film history have come out where they have tried to they've set the movie in the future they've tried to some some are predictive and some are just merely set in the future uh but now in the in the heady days of 2020 we have passed so many of those films uh because uh this seems like the distant future Uh and actually if you look out the window it does most of them came true uh (laughs) the uh uh, so there's, these are films that, when they came out, they took place in the future. But the year that they took place uh, has now passed. This one for, was uh, 1994 is when it
0: took, uh, took place. Obviously.
3: <laughs> Do we just want to go straight into the synopsis? Oh, oh yes,
0: yes. Oh yeah, for sure. oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah all right, so, uh, and then uh, the
3: apple.
1: synopsis right into what the fuck moment. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I I would like it noted that this next sentence is probably the happiest moment I've ever had in my life. I've wanted to say this so bad. Okay. In the far future of 1994, where disco rules the earth. (laughs) Ah, our heroes, Alfred, Alfie and a BB. Enter a songwriting contest, or song singing contest, I suppose, run by the devil. Or some amalgam of the devil. It's not very subtle. He's the fucking devil. Now, the devil has to cheat to win, but he recognizes some talent in, uh, uh, uh Alfie and BB and, uh, decides to try to corrupt them somehow offers them a record contract. BB takes the contract. Alfie doesn't. BB descends into a musical world of sin and debauchery, which makes it sound a lot more entertaining than it actually is. Alfie does not sign the contract, and he has no luck so, uh, luck so ever. He can't make any headway in the world. They're separated, but they're in love, and they try to get together, but they're kept apart. Alfie is beaten up. There's a song. Alfie finally sort of gives up hey, and song? goes. Well, there's there's a bunch of songs. Alfie goes because he can't make any money, goes to live with some hippies under a bridge. B.B. finally gets tired and tired of the sin of debauchery and riches, and leaves to go find him, and just by chance luck they meet up. They live under a bridge for a while. God shows up, frees them, and the devil is sad.
0: <laughs> he did an incredibly well job. Yeah, yeah. I mean about. honestly, there's there's not actually a whole lot to talk about after after that because that is the story completely. You know? It's all oh, there's lots to talk about. <laughs> I, mean, like, I feel like in some ways, like is this the What
2: film, if you were to say to somebody, somebody said to you, I've heard of this Canon film group. I've never seen any of their movies. Give me one film to watch. (laughs) What would you guys pick? Would this be
0: it or would it be something else? It would absolutely not be this because this, you know, nothing – this does not say Canon at all. This is the outlier for for the entirety of Canon. Uh, (laughs) I disagree, but
2: (laughs) I I don't know. I might pick this because this film is – it is representative of every reason why canon was doomed to fail from the beginning.
0: Well no and and I get that like I I mean this you know, there's so much wrong with this movie. It's, it's not even funny. But I think the, the thing is, is that when you talk about just like, like the the outsider of what is canon, you just, it's an action movie. But this is, this is like canon wanting to be so much more. And like to that person afterwards, it's just like, okay, so you want to know why canon failed? Mmm, the apple.
1: <laughs> they, they made a five million dollar movie about about disco, like two years after disco was over. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, although, you know, we, we poo-poo their prediction that disco would rule in 1994. If you put this movie about 10 to 15 years after, it does look like a Rad- Lady Gaga show. Yes, yes. So,
2: so it all comes, to it all came around. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's actually a $10 million movie. This um, is really yeah 10 million in 1980. I'm not sure what that would translate to, probably about 25 million is my guess. Uh, you know, I'll do the quick math on that. I don't know. I I feel like this is a like I I feel like you can't talk about this film without talking like talking about Canon films and you can't talk about Canon films without talking about the uh, like Canon films is one of four in the 80s there's that VHS era, you know, uh of these of these it was kind of the golden age that VHS era of these low budget films and and it's these and what was the other one blue moon was uh full trauma and full and, and, and moon. i guess a yeah. yeah. full moon yeah full moon trauma and and uh and uh new world sorry that would be the you the roger orman it. and 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 canon were like the four and each each four had completely different personalities and philosophies yeah. and canon was really the guys who wanted to they were probably the most ambitious. They they wanted to be like Miramax or, or New Line Cinema. They didn't want to stay a, a, a small studio like the others did, or independent. They wanted to break through to be one of these big ones, and they were convinced this movie was the most mainstream thing they had ever made. Uh, you know. To the point where when when it was shown at the Montreal Film Festival in its first screening and they handed out the the soundtrack to people, and halfway through people were booing at the movie and throwing the records at the screen and ruining the screen uh, rather than watch the movie.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, because – if I was in a theater trying to watch this, I, I wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> well, now you would, because now yeah, people yeah. dress up and dance sure, and, sure. and sing and talk to
2: the film like they did, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. But yeah, Menheim – uh, uh, was it Mannheim Goldman? Golan. Golan. Yeah, Manheim, Golem. Golem yeah apparently us, yeah. he, like he, he left this and was like, he kept on repeating apparently to himself, I, I, i can't uh I can't be wrong about this film I can't be wrong about this film. He was gonna jump off the ledge of his hotel room and kill himself until uh his partner came in and stopped him like after this film like like it's fascinating how like those guys were nuts. the two documentaries on them the the uh the wild untrue or the wild true story what is it called like the wild true what are they two the the wild untold story of Canon Films is one of them. And Go-Go Boys, uh, Inside Story of Canon Films, that's the one they made about themselves. Yeah. Uh, like, they're amazing. And and this film is – it's an
1: experience. Well, in such a weird time, like, I, I definitely think action film as the first thing for, for Canon. Um, but The movies on the other side of this, I'm looking at the canon release schedule here from uh, the list of canon group films on wiki. And it's uh uh the Great Skycopter Rescue is on one side is <laughs> October 1980. This is November 1980. And then New Year's Evil is December 1980. <laughs> and then and, and then it's about a year until Enter the Ninja comes out. So it is even then it was out of step with the kinds of movies that they were making.
3: No, no, no. Uh, if somebody told me the same group made rhinestone no uh yeah, rhinestone and this movie, I'd believe them immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean break in goes more with with what this yeah. is. Uh mm-hmm. but I mean I I mean anything Chuck Norris is what I like I I just equate
2: Chuck Norris and the Canon logo. Yeah, uh, well anything, anything well I mean that's it. I mean the, the, the Canon Like, I think the difference between them and those other studios we talk about is they didn't have a game plan. It it changed depending all the time. Depending on what they they figured could break them in. So, I mean, that's why they tried to bring in, like, you know, they brought in Chuck Norris and then they brought in Stallone and made such classics as Cobra and Over the Top. You (laughs) know? Oh my god. You know? They (laughs) got Superman going, you know, and they tried to do Spider-Man and they did He-Man just a little bit. They a little bit, yeah. Yeah, they did Superman uh, Quest for Peace. Uh, they did, yeah. Tried to do Spider Man. Uh, tried. Of course, they thought Spider Man was like a was more like a werewolf, um, <laughs> that he became a human spider. Uh, they didn't. They, they the, the. The problem is these guys had no talent. They were vicious businessmen, and they were incredibly motivated, but they had no actual talent. <laughs> and it's so obvious in this film, like they, they. But yeah, I mean these guys were constantly trying to they, they wanted to break in and be big. But the problem is that the concept was, like you said, like nineteen October, November, December. Like that's it. They were putting out a movie all the time. There's really three reasons I think Canon failed, right? Maybe four? I mean, what are the reasons like they were obviously stretched too thin. And and if they had a big budget yeah. movie, if one of the other movies, because they're producing so many, failed, uh, they had to cut from the budget from that from that yeah. bigger budget one. That was always hurting them. And a lack of talent. I mean, basically, <laughs> and that and that era
1: of filmmaking just had a limited shelf life. Like that, that really once the video store market started streamlining to the blockbusters and and the big chains, you stopped having all of those mom and pop ones who had to have one of everything. Uh, so yeah, it like the everything just started to narrow. And yeah, as you said, like they they were just overextended. Um, the two of them ran everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were hands on with everything. So there's, you know, there's a limit that uh, there's just a human limit at that.
2: And they weren't adaptable like Trauma. No. Or, and didn't brand themselves as well as Trauma with like Tromets yeah. and Tromaville and things like mm-hmm. that, right? So, yeah, no, it, it's, you know, I mean, uh, Roger Corman was happy. He wanted to make movies that were entertaining but cheap. But he was like, let's just not make them bad. They don't have to be great. They're just as long as they're entertaining. And Charles Band, you know, and 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 they they were trying to make those movies that were they were trying to you know arcade Robo Jocks and demonic toys and Doll Man like they were trying to make as best the movies they could with small budgets and and Trauma was like probably the most artistic and also the most sleaziest you know <laughs> the most outrageous but the most lovable with his characters and and his head and then Cannon just was like all over the map
1: i think that uh, i mean the big thing that trauma did was that they made the story of trauma films is about trauma and um, canon was of the other school of the the you know making this make it about the stars uh so when chuck norris went off to do other things they had just put all their resources into making chuck norris a star instead of canon a star yeah yeah, and, and they, no, that never happened with Troma. <laughs> no, exactly. That no, was never a, a problem them.
2: for them. <laughs> they were proud to be independent. They weren't trying to become yeah. anything more like like Cannon was. And yeah, I mean, Cannon got. I mean, uh, you know, Cannon got still Stallone three years after after he does Rambo two and and is you know at like two or two years after he does Rambo two or something like that. Two three years after, when he's at a creative lull, you know, they just happened to get him. Like, um I don't know, man. But this film is like it's uh, – it's almost impossible to describe. Like you can tell the story, but you cannot talk about – you have to watch it. Like you have to see it to understand it because it's so out there. It is. I Really, I mean I
1: I can sum up their vision of the future, which is uh, triangles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What did this film teach you? (laughs) This film taught me that everything in the, that everything looks futuristic if you just make it triangles. Uh if you make uh glasses triangles, if you make uh, your if you make your uh drinking cups uh triangles. Um if <laughs> if you make the make uh gold records uh into a triangle frame Uh all of
0: it, all of it looks futuristic. No, I think that they were, they were totally ahead of their time. See, the problem with this movie is that, is that in 1980, this was behind the time. But in 1990, and in 1994, this was of course, you know, way behind the time because of course, because grunge hit. And and nobody (laughs) told the Apple that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, trying to, trying to, like, uh, reconcile this with uh with pearl jam and uh nirvana and
2: <laughs> well, you know they got the, they got the um the, the singing contest thing though those are eurovision yeah. i guess that uh, eurovision
1: that. have it was yeah. around yeah because it's the world vision uh, mm, yeah. competition
2: yeah but still, yeah that yeah i mean there's that there you know the heroes come from a small town of um moose moosejaw, moosejaw. Moose jaw. Oh, moose they yeah, like they to say moose moose that a lot in this
0: film. Well, and why not, really? I mean, yeah. moose Jaw, Come on.
2: Yeah.
0: Moose <laughs> I mean, it's it's not dildo, but it's <laughs> but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. I'll tell you what this film taught me is that in the future, every man will either be incredibly effeminate or bald and super tough. There's no other options. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: I I learned that. Uh, You know, I probably want to sell my soul to the devil because it looked pretty good, except that they'd make me dance at regular intervals every day, which, you know, obviously now I have to hang out with fucking dirty hippies.
2: (laughs) That is yeah, Yeah. the only way to save your soul from BIM or Boogaloo International.
3: Oh, I don't care about avoiding it. It is. uh, avoiding hell, it's, I just don't want to dance.
1: I thought, well, fa- I thought it was fa- I, I did think it was really cool that, uh, really fascinating that they, that in this, the counterculture, you know, uh, if you don't want to be part, if you don't want to wear the BIM symbol, if you want to, uh, you know, be off the grid, then you're, you would live as a hippie. Uh, in reality, the hippies had the White House by
2: 1994. And it was Oh, quite oh the yeah. Opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not according to yeah these are, these they made a point to say these people are still the hippies from the 60s yeah because again in in their minds being so out of touch and lacking of talent they thought that was what was mainstream in 1980 already <laughs> and and so here's here's the question two more questions to you guys then uh, number one worst song worst song in the film because every song is horrible so <laughs> uh, what was the one uh, worst s- song s- speed it was about halfway through. It was, I, I,
3: yeah, speed speed really dragged the movie. I mean,
1: speed was my pick as well.
2: Yeah. The master yeah. right before that terrible, but I thought nothing would be worse than the master, and then speed <laughs> came on like almost immediately after. I was like, this is actually worse than the master, mm. which was like reggae number with the guy, the guy who they cast as the devil who can't sing at all.
0: It, that's interesting because "Speed" was my favorite song of the really? of the entire movie. Yeah, because I thought it was really? the most like a song, that, you know, as opposed <laughs> was, to the rest of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the rest are really structured as musical numbers. Yeah. Uh, because the, you know, again, the plot is the as that it's a duo. She get she takes the contract, he doesn't, and uh, so so "Speed" is the is her song that's going to be. The, it's already a number one selling thing before she's recorded it, because uh, that's the way this
2: works.
0: Yeah, uh, it also had some weird accurate. patriotic
3: yeah. elements in it, which I didn't quite get. No, I was, was talking
2: part. about drugs, so that, though I don't, though you know, wasn't it? I? I don't know.
3: Yeah, that, that there was some red, white, and white and blue stuff in there that I tried to figure out. It's such
2: and, a bad song, dude. But they're all terrible. Like I'd like to, I'd like to say. There's that one actually that's kind of like the duet where they're, they're apart. That's, that's like could have fit into a musical that I suppose as a musical isn't bad. But yeah. okay. So the other question then it. is, is, um, worst choreography. Cause the choreography, despite the fact that this guy ended up, uh, the, you it's know, a huge name. This, yes. <laughs> huge name working for American Idol and judging on the, So Let's you see. think you can dance and stuff. The choreography's awful.
3: I go, actually didn't go with it the was...
2: cum song. Oh yes. <laughs> go with the oh, sex song. the com song. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, coming for is you. Basically,
1: just her yeah. explaining an orgasm for like five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that might be like like that is the most blatantly out. Seems like maybe the most blatantly out of place song, just in the fact that the lyrics are not at all subtle. Like this is this is yeah. like out and out like bam pam pam <laughs> oh, hammer at home. The performer it is.
2: was very uncomfortable apparently performing it. So <laughs> both both, um, both got to be physical honest. parts and, well, and the lyrics as well. They should be. Yeah, yeah well, well I, mean, should be.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, now and that being said, you know, Alfie looked um, un, you know, like he was not happy with the entire thing. But then again, I think that that's just because he was completely untalented.
2: <laughs> uh, well, he, I mean, the, the guy. did it he completely disappeared not just from like this isn't only just his only you know movie and stuff like that like he just disappeared from the planet like his shame from the apple was so great (laughs) that he just you know um (laughs) no
3: actually I i make the argument i mean there's no defending the that sex choreography, really, because I mean it was over the top, but I thought the choreography for the rest of them was maybe a little bit passable. Just the direction was so horrible that we never saw it at the right angle so we could judge what was going on, because I <laughs> that thought that movie. was the problem with this entire movie is the camera was never in quite the right position to focus <laughs> on but what I, I... we should be learning from this <laughs>
2: but i think that the the choreography much much in the same way as the film had the let's just throw everything at it and for no reason so you know people be just walking by carrying somebody and then somebody on somebody's shoulders and you're like just it's just throw all thrown at it for the like just cuz that's i'm sure what what the director wanted rather than but i'll tell you what the worst choreography for me is is uh, uh it's uh the fight between alfie and danny that, or Dandy that happens when when he tries to get mm. into the level with uh with with with, with, <laughs> with BB that it's only like two seconds long but but I've never seen a, a more fake like hand slapping fight between two <laughs> men in my entire life.
0: Again, not completely sure that Dandy. Um, and, and speaking of another guy that that I, I kind of hope fell off the face of the earth because this was just like like just. What were they thinking when they when they cast some of these people in I don't these know, man.
2: Some performances? Some of these people went on pretty well, but yeah, yeah. So the BIM mark, by the way, is that you have to. That's they, they immediately after like the, the the BIM wins this their their group wins this contest. Uh, they decide to market things, and they say to the guy, "Come up with something." And He goes, i come up. With, how about T-shirts?" They're like, "Well, try and be more inventive." So ten minutes later, he's created a bin pole machine, uh, <laughs> and the and Bim drinks, and then this this Bim mark, which it actually becomes law because Bim uh, is so powerful, uh, led by Mister Boogaloo, and yes, that was his name, though fifty percent of the time it was pronounced oo. Uh, you, you have to wear that symbol, and it's just like a sticker. <laughs> that you put on your forehead or whatever. And hey, everybody that, has to wear it. And it looks so stupid. and it, It's it's wonderful. You're, you're right, in, because
0: the outfits didn't look stupid.
3: In oh. the defense of the BIM mark, that the director didn't have a lot of time to change over his earring idea <laughs> to the BIM mark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty tough to... Uh, pivot from <laughs> an earring to something that won't, you know, sentence you to hippieville Cause if that guy didn't come up with something, he was toast.
2: That's true. That's true. You're and gonna he would have wound up, up, with up with a, as a bartender that was though. Great. Yes. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'll take anybody that the devil will take anybody. And uh it was the actor's idea that the devil in this movie would only have one horn. He thought that'd be cool. <laughs> it was. I liked it
1: actually. <laughs> I I do I do love that uh, the Boogalow Bugalo has two songs, one after the other. Uh, but that first one reminded me so much of Mr. Burns' uh, "See My Vest" song. <laughs> <laughs> His look
2: and the, t- the tempo of the song. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Totally, dude. <laughs> I see that. No, it's it's uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's <laughs> Is a
1: it time to get the scoring? It's a thing. I think so. Yeah. Do you have something to add there to the plot? Before
2: we the on plot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Adam and Eve, you know, but but they didn't want to make it too religious because they were worried that wouldn't make it mainstream enough. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would affect its commerciality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 And calling Defeel. it Apple was so subtle. That,
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> And having BB eat from the apple and a song called the Apple. Uh, Yeah. Well, you knew this movie would be subtle when it opened up with that uh that 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 first song on stage at the at the at the the, the Bim uh, Bim song, yes. Yeah, Bim song. Yeah. Bim Bim Bim. People cheering along. They also
1: did predict the amount of songs where the singer would talk about themselves.
2: Um Hmm. So, so well done on that. They, they totally called that one, but about yeah. 10 years earlier than it happened. We should mention it's, it's that they come out with this Bim song, which is this crazy song. I don't know what the lyrics were or was about, but it's that these, this couple, of, these two from, um, where are they from? Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. That's it. Thank you. Uh, these two from Moose Jaw just come out with a guitar and sing a love song, which in 1994 will be out of date. <laughs> to have a love song, the two of them just was like hey, they were right, personally. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, but it, but in fact, they were about to win before they get sabotaged, and that sets off the whole chain of events. They just weren't wearing enough plaid is the problem. Yeah, yeah. No, and then they had the bell bottoms because in 1994, that fashion wouldn't change. Uh, well, at least not if you're from um, that was Florida. that was back by then. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but if fine. you're if you're from um what's where were they from again? Ustja. So, are you doing a bit? Uh no, I was to that's what them. they did. That's what they <laughs> did at the beginning of the movie. If you watch the movie, he forgot the, the the devil forgot where they were from every time. He was about to say it. Nice. <laughs> All right. This is our search for the ultimate
1: B movie and in the search for the ultimate B movie, we rate each film in five categories. None of those categories are objective quality. The first one's called schlock appeal, and we start with
0: Stan. Uh, yeah, the Apple is is you know something in and of itself. Like this is this is it stands alone as being something so completely batshit insane. And we've talked some batshit insane movies, but the Apple is is just truly crazy for just being so out-and-out out wrong about so much stuff. <laughs> and it's just bombastic and over-the-top. And, and yes, it's so schlocky in in that way. The problem is it's really hard to watch because the, the musical numbers are all so god-awful that as you're trying to watch it, and it's just like, oh, please, don't start singing again. No, I don't want you to do that. So I'm actually only going to go with the six. Uh yeah
3: yeah, just because what this movie is, you want to go high, but yeah. really, and this is gonna gonna be my lowest number I think in any category. They want this is a prestige picture that had no good ideas. Everything <laughs> failed. That's <a>
1: description, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: Accurate, yeah. So I mean what if chicago just had the worst ideas ever does that make it schlocky i don't think so you know just for the sheer incompetence i'll give it a 4 but i don't i don't see the shock
2: oh i i, I disagree i think any movie that is this over the top and where people dress up as the characters and sing along and and, and gets that rocky horror picture show type type of following like this does it's because of the only reason you can be entertained watching this movie. If you watch it as a movie, you're screwed. If you watch it as a schlock fest... Uh, specifically in a group with other people, which is how this is best meant to be watched. Uh, you're you're
0: you're going to be highly entertained. See that so gotta,
3: that that implies intent,
0: and I don't see the intent. I, they that. did not intend you to watch this movie in a group no. and make fun no, of it. But they, so but they did not intend that. But the, no, they intended to make something mainstream. But
2: they're so incredibly incompetent that instead they made something schlock when they yes. meant to make something yes, mainstream. but but the way that so, you said so. it
0: made it sound like the way it was intended was to be watched. Like
2: well, no, but it's the best way for it to be watched. It is now, so I got a 9 Nine, all right.
1: I, I'm I'm also high. Uh, I think that uh, I think it's it's a gloss musical, um, and uh, I think you read the box. If you read the back of this uh, VHS, uh, it it uh, it sound um, it'd be sound it sound like date night is what it would sound like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you would get this. Uh, I've got an eight on this category.
2: More heart than budget. Uh, well, that would be the equivalent of about thirty-three million dollars today. It's quite a lot. But, but, about, but, uh, but about how much per- heart though? How much heart compared <laughs> to that budget? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and about ten percent of this of this uh, budget was uh, on stuff that never ended up on screen that they they, they shot that was so bad they
0: couldn't use. <laughs> no. Which I'll get into more later. Can't wait. You know, for for me, and and again, this is this is one of those hard cases because because like I have no question that Golan thought that he was making his his Citizen Kane, you know, in this <laughs> regard. But the problem is when you talk about that incompetence and you talk about blowing ten million dollars on shit that just absolutely makes no sense, then I look at that and I and I'm like, well. Does that make it give it more heart, or does that just mean that you threw ten million dollars away on a movie I that doesn't argument, have any heart?
2: The argument is, did he spend? Did he think just by spending money he would make a good film? And I don't think that's the case. Uh, you know, I mean, this movie was going to be made for four million. He just kept on going over to investors and traveling across Europe until he kept coming back with more money. Because he was able to sell it, because they were brilliant at selling things. You know? I mean, that's what they did. They were, you know, that type of thing. So I don't think you can say, though, that he just thought, hey, if I have enough money, I'll be able to make a good movie. I just,
0: you know. The problem is, to me, the movie that he made, it costs a lot of money and appears to have absolutely no heart whatsoever. Five.
3: Wow. No, Uh. the director on this, I mean, he also owned the company, he... He he pressed hard on the gas. It went through the floor. And I truly believe that he believed in this movie, even once he saw the finished product. This is his Citizen Kane. If you asked him before anyone else saw it, is this a good movie? He would have said the best film ever. Mm-hmm. I got to applaud that. I have to take a couple points off because I don't believe everyone in the movie believed that. But you know this guy's faith and belief pl- puts it pretty up uh, high up there I- i'm giving it a 7
2: i'm going even one higher i'm going an 8 uh for the pretty much though so you nailed it i mean this is like oh yeah everybody else thought the script was terrible but you know and and the people that originally was planned as a stage play and and by some people who wrote it in in israel and then he he told them he'd make it into a movie when they couldn't when it was too pro- or expensive to produce as a film and or to or to produce as a stage play over there and and you know and then he kept making changes and changes, but he's making changes to make it better he's convinced oh. everything he did was to make it better. You know, and, and, and yes, it's, it's just that the man has absolutely no talent as a filmmaker whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but it's not that he didn't try. Even, like I say, he was he, he said, I, again, I'll repeat, he said, I can't be so wrong about this film. I just can't be. I just can't be. I was going to commit suicide that people didn't like it. That's how much it meant to him. So Jack, I, I got an eight.
3: Jack, you've shamed me. I lost heart right before, uh, due to Stan's score. Um, I, I had eight written down, I said seven, I'd like to bump it up. <laughs>
1: I I think uh I, I think as you're right, I think you're right that, that Golan's great skill was in in sales. Um sales and marketing rather than <laughs> filmmaking. But the the, the great film uh, Ed Wood ends with Ed Wood walking out of the the theater when uh, Plan Nine is playing, and he's like, "This is this is the great film I've made, and uh, this is what I'll be remembered for." And I think that that's how Golan went into that festival. <laughs> um, he's
2: he's thinking the festival is starting on the long road toward the Oscars.
4: Oh yeah, he's um, getting
2: it. He's he's thinking Oscars, and he's got it yeah. in cans and everything. He's, you know, yeah, he thinks this is Sergeant Pepper's or Hair or like you know one of the yeah.
1: the great like seventies musicals. Uh, so I'm. I do, I do think that uh, not all the actors may have shared that view, uh, so I'm not going to give it a perfect score, but I'll give it a nine. All right, forward your mail. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck moments?
0: Hmm, I, I did. I didn't actually think there was any, so I'm just going to go to one. <laughs>
1: it's, it all makes internal.
0: It's all internally. Consistent. Yeah, exactly. There's there's so much. Uh, so much internal. Uh, no, um. Like I, I, don't have there. There's, there's so much in this that at a certain point, I think you just get what the fuck overload, and so you've kind of just they just start slipping past you very easily. Um, like there's some there's some things like like right off the bat, I just noticed you see the vehicles and and the motorcycles like like nowadays. You know everything was sleek, and apparently back in 1994 the goal was to make it even boxier than it was in the 50s, which was which is quite amazing. Like that they really did not see the future at all. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this: thank thank the maker that uh, that the future still has keytars, because you know if you can't have a keytar then what the fuck is the point? Um, <laughs> I love the fact that when they're waiting to see Mr. Boogalow that, uh, that, you know, in the, in the waiting room, I mean, we're talking about sad clowns, wizards, and crossdressers. And and really, Uh if I was going to make a documentary about this movie, I think that's what I'd call it. (laughs) It's like sad clowns, wizards, and (laughs) crossdressers.
2: I think that'd be brilliant. This movie needs a documentary.
0: (laughs) Um, the maybe the most what the fuck moment for me well well there's a lot. But um it was the point where they have the BIM exercise break. And you know, in in a scene <laughs> a that's hour. largely yeah. pointless for for the entire movie. But it's so what the fuck because it's just like everybody has to take part. So there's firefighters fighting a fire and they've got to stop fighting the fire. So they're dancing while the fire burns in, in them. You have the nuns in the in there who suddenly are walking <laughs> and then they have to start dancing. And it's just like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, this is a true. I've
2: found the old people doing it. It's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. city.
0: But like, to me, that is amongst the greatest what the fuck moments ever because it is absolutely out of nowhere in this movie and you're just staring at it like okay what the fuck that's it <laughs> you know um um the goons the goon squad in the in their white suits and the, and the teeth the you know they're their, like teeth that come up and it's just like i know you work for the devil but that's still really weird <laughs> um the hippies. the hippies it's there's so much about the hippies when when it's just like so this is the 90s the hippies have, these are the same these are the hippies from 1960 and it's just like so they're at this point they're all 30 years older than they were but they look really young for the hippies from, from that that day and then you have the very end where bb has been away for Over a year, they say. Over a year. (laughs) And they... And so... So Alfie has a beard okay that that's great i was
2: so confused when i saw him as a beard because we had just seen him yes be, so you assume it's like a, a week later yes and then he's got a beard much longer hair and then they've got a kid that looks like he's about four years old exactly older, apparently, yes here. yes this kid she, that she was 36
1: months pregnant
2: with, yes, and they couldn't yes. find her for a year <laughs> even though he found her in about two
0: seconds uh, she, yeah she found him she found in two him seconds she found but, him two, yeah exactly yes so it's for me it's it's the fact that that they have this child which i was thinking like okay well they're in a Fucking hippie commune. So it's somebody else's kid, and they and just they just pass them around. But no, 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 no. no, Apparently, (laughs) it's actually their kid that they have had a four-year-old in about eighteen months, giving giving over the fact that it takes nine months to actually just make the baby. You know, it and, is the future, though. It I is mean, the future, yes. The future. In, in the 90s, you're able to get <laughs> through that stuff much faster. Women everywhere, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, so, and then Mr. Tops, and off to the great Rolls Royce in the sky, um, where, where we're going to start a land that won't have you, Mr. Bim. And, and it's just like, Mr. Bogolo, Bougolo, and it's just like, but you can't have a world without me. Well, we're gonna try. It's like, oh, oh. And, and I'm sorry too. Most musicals have that one musical number. Even great musicals have one musical number that is completely out of place where it's kind of like, you were just trying shit right there. Uh, but in this case, the Apple song, like the entire thing, that's, that song and musical number just Might as well have been plunked. It was plunked in the middle, but it was like plunked there for like, why not? What the hell? We're gonna, we're gonna introduce the fact that he's the devil and bingo, there you go. And we're gonna hammer the point home like they did with everything else. Hammer the point (laughs) home. So
2: it's. I I feel that way about The Master because that song was again a reggae song. Yes. In the middle for no reason.
0: Yeah. They're all so out of it. So I mean, yeah, you you can't not go with a 10.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to describe what what's going on in this film. I mean, you might as well fault um, uh, a musical for people stopping what they're doing and bursting in the song. Everything in this movie is insane. Um, But I mean, I'm just going to point out some inconsistencies uh, inconsistencies with the internal logic. You (laughs) meant logic? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes we see these people as humans and then, you know, sometimes we get more of a dreamlike view, but the big bald thugs having those teeth throughout the entire movie, how come does somebody doesn't stop and go, you know, there's a demon, like you're hanging out with demons. The rest of the movie, their demons are only seen in like dream, dream states. Like when they, we do the Apple song. Uh, having Mr. Topps, God, drive in with the the ro- Rolls-Royce in the end undercuts the anti-consumerism themes throughout the movie. I, mean, I, it makes I, I the think you should movie point, point
2: out more. when you say drive in, you mean fly in. Because he comes yes. in in the clouds in the sky. If he in drove a a in, Rolls-Royce. it would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. But he I flies mean, in in a white Rolls-Royce <laughs> in some of the worst special effects you've ever seen. <laughs>
3: There, there's such the, the, you mentioned the waiting room scene. I love that scene, but I think the theme of that theme, scene was to intimidate BB and Alfie to, you know, they better sign because there's so much talent in the waiting room. Yet we're greeted by, I think it was a magician and the ugliest opera singer and <laughs> Ballet 2000?
0: Sad clowns, wizards, and cross-dressers. Yeah. That's what you had, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of cross-dressers in this. Yes, a- yes, there is. See,
3: these people were not intimidating in the least. Uh, the, the choice to have, I mean, we have a couple scenes in there where I was trying to figure out, like, why are they, um, making all the men women and the women men, um, thing is is there some sort of symbolism in in here that I'm not just not getting? I don't think so. I think they were doing shit just to do shit. Um, I'm gonna go ten, but there there isn't a. I no, I'm, I'm only gonna go nine because there isn't that one where you go, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, because the world is already so freaking weird. It's only <laughs> on nine i don't know it just it's an insane movie, definitely worth watching though oh
2: yeah it's it's some some experience i to say I I, I
3: I i started at the beginning as soon as I finished it the first time, so like yeah, right yeah. back to
2: well that. i mean you had to you had to describe it, so you had to watch it forty four times. So, <laughs> um, you know i i did not did anybody understand what was happening with Alfie as far as his is like all of a sudden he would feel an earthquake, but nobody else would feel it. Like, or, or things like that. Like all of a sudden, I was like, does he have super, po-? like at first I thought he had superpowers and he was revealing himself and then, and then uh, he wasn't. And then it was just this, some sort of dream sequence and like none of that made any, did anybody know what the hell was going on with, a, a few, it happened a few times that Alfie's just, you know, he could see things that nobody else could for, for some reason. I mean, it was warning him of, of the danger. So, um,
1: yeah, why and how? <laughs> well, think, <laughs> think about
0: a it.
2: Vague, but think lovely. about it like this:
0: He knew Mr. Tops was coming. Uh,
2: that's true. So he knew Mr. he Topps
0: was coming. had a direct line to God, basically. So
2: and the hippie, the hippie leader was played by the same actor yep. who, who played Mr. That's and right. and 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 in an alternate ending, the hippie leader just turns into Mr. Tops, which would have made more. But I think that... they, they they thought that wasn't um spectacular enough. Hence the the wonderful special effects mm. that we got for the Rolls-Royce
0: entrance. That that would have made more sense. Yeah, it would have made a lot that more sense. Been, I mean. It would have
2: made more sense. But, of course, that's not this movie. I'm going to actually hold back because I have trivia that may explain some more of the WTFs uh, that <laughs> I'm taking And I don't want to step all over them here. So I'm just going to hold back from giving any more and say I, I'm giving it a nine. Uh, it's a 10, but the fact that musicals by their very nature allow a WTF, um, because it's just completely strange that people are breaking a song and are nowhere. All musicals have a certain WTF quality that, so I'm going to drop it down one for being the, for the musical factor creating some of the WTF. But yeah, nine. Uh,
1: I think that, uh, there are, there are choices outside of it being a musical that are so <laughs> insane. Uh, the, uh, uh sidekick, is it Shake? Is that the, like the, the right-hand man? Uh, man or, might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Shake, yes. Yeah, so he has weird makeup. He has multicolored teeth. Uh, for, with no great explanation, but later on in the film, everyone's having a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, and Shake is wearing the smallest, uh, bikini bottom, uh, where he, that was so, (laughs) I've, I, I don't know my own anatomy as well as I know Shake's at this point. (laughs) And,
4: and And if you have
3: thought he would have
4: stopped.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's, I
2: if mean he would just
3: taking a sock.
1: Yeah, he's pr- proud of the cocktail weenie there. Um there's the expression
2: banana hammock.
1: Yeah. But that would be more like a plantain hammock. Um yeah. the, <laughs> uh, there's uh when she when our, our lead BB uh tries back to fr- to track down Alf Alfie, uh, uh by the way, Alfie BB, I did not get that until just now. A and B. Um the uh, <laughs> so she she goes to uh, to Alfie's old apartment, and his landlady says uh, he left this morning, and you know, you just missed him. He's heading off, and she's like, "Oh crap!" And she's about to leave, and the landlady's like, "But what I've heard is that he's he's hanging out with those weirdos under the
2: bridge." How did how did you get rumors about this guy? This yeah, that's not. He doesn't know anyone. And how and how did Bim not use that? Just go to her where he used to live and get that same information and find her quickly. Um, <laughs> she gave it up to him to the her landlord lady was, I mean, she was just hacked on. I, that I was some a character.
1: Yeah, I I love that uh, Alfie uh, sexually assaults <laughs> her at one point. Oh yeah, her. Yeah,
3: I, I had that Gropeser, and I forgot yeah. about it. <laughs> because he does grab her breasts from mm-hmm. behind
1: mm-hmm. Yep. to yep. cheer
3: her up it was a little
1: weird uh there is a uh, when bb sees the uh, the underground uh cave uh, that uh, looks like planet of the apes where the hippies are living uh she says it looks like the stone age and the hippie leader says these people don't like television that's right <laughs> that's the only explanation. <laughs> I, I called that ending Deus Ex Rolls Royce. <laughs> uh, the, the, there's a line, there's one last thing I want to hit is there's a line where, uh, after BB signs the contract, one of the, one of the other people is like, it's so great to have you and you know, welcome to the family. And she says, from now on, whether you like it or not, you're part of the BIM family, which seems like a really odd congratulations to you. <laughs>
2: the the whole baby face turn of the character who um first she seduces um Alfie you know and and yeah. Yeah, drugs him she, and seduces him yeah drugs him and seduces him then 2 minutes later she's helping BB yeah. right yeah. after having boned her boyfriend and keeping <laughs> her apart from him uh, I, like that made no sense <laughs> like why why what why did sudden change her heart there was no it just suddenly happened
3: oh god it's all flooding back i mean even <laughs> the drink <laughs> <laughs> Even the drink sizes. Went, I mean, oh, you yeah. remember that glass of champagne BB is served?
4: Mm-hmm. It is the
3: it size hard. of her head. Oh, yeah. You could hey, put a watermelon a, in that champagne glass yeah, she
1: served. Someone pours a, a, a whiskey in uh, in what appears to be a a, a vase. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, There's a tri- lot of vases that are used for that uh, <laughs> Triangular. Because it's future. Uh, Ten for me. Um, memorable moments. All right.
2: I I'm gonna just cut. Oh, back. you got some moments before you get. Yeah, just you got because. To oh no, down. I just I, I thought we talked. I thought you'd go into that ending more because it was so confusing. How all of a sudden they're like being taken to jail because they they show up to get BB Be- and she and they say Bims has uh, and Mister Bogolo – Boogalow or whatever, and his lawyers say that she owes them $10 million for, like, this, you know, just running away from her contract, as <laughs> yeah. this musical star. For reason. And so they're all going to jail, all the hippies, and that's when Mr. Topps shows up and God. Yeah. So – and and it makes no sense why he knows he's coming or why you know, any of that. So what it was is they filmed the scene, like the we talk about Universal Melody is the song that the, the two of them are singing at the beginning in the in the contest. Uh at the beginning of the movie there was a scene called Creation, where Mr. Topps was there and he was singing a song called Creation, which was this a, a reworking of that Universal Melody song. And what happened was they spent about ten percent of the budget on the scene <laughs> of this film. <laughs> and and (laughs) this is great stuff guys okay so they spent about 10 percent of the budget on this and he's singing this song creation he's he's and he's chiseling alfie out of stone and using alfie's rib to make uh bb um and of course mr Bogolo is uh, bugalo is there as well and they're singing together and dancing together him and mr tops and of course he trips and he falls in water and the river and disappears and All all this stuff happens. This this was part of that Montreal Film Festival, and this was one of the things they decided to cut because it went so badly. During the production of it, well, they spent a bunch of money. They shot it on a small sound sound stage, and they packed so much stuff in there. They had uh, dinosaurs and other (laughs) exotic animals. Um, The dinosaurs were people in in suits who were collapsing during the middle of, of filming constantly for being too hot uh they, they they there was no room in, all, in, in between all the sets for the dancers to uh to dance so they were tripping over each other and falling over each other uh one of the exo- exotic animals was a tiger that escaped the set and had to be tracked down uh and my favorite was uh the uh elephants were constantly getting their trunks suck, stuck in the sets and props and knocking things over <laughs> Amazing. So this thing was such a disaster. They put it in there originally and it would have made the movie make more sense, but it's so terrible. They had to take it out because it, was, it was just such an awful scene after spending all that money and, and shooting it for quite a long time. So Incredible. yeah, that's, that's probably, that's probably sums up this entire movie and the talent <laughs> behind it and, uh, and, and Golem better than anything else. That's fantastic. Memorable moments. Memorable moments,
0: Stan. Mm-hmm. There is no question that I am never going to forget this experience. Uh, I'm not suggesting that it's a good experience that I'm remembering, but but I'm not going to forget it. Like it, little things. Like certainly some of the songs I'm not going to remember because because it's just like they're so nightmarish that I don't necessarily want to. But when it comes to a musical that is just so like musicals as you say by their nature they're so over the top and you know especially the the big ones with the dancing and stuff like that but but this one is just everything you could do wrong you did wrong and that by itself and and the fact that you you say that there are people and, and yes this seemed right away like rocky horror because that the, the kind of thing that you would sit there in a theater with a whole bunch of like-minded people yell at the screen and do all that stuff. It totally nails that in, in, in almost perfectly. And so I think that there is a lot of memorable moments to this. I'm probably going to go with an eight. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going
3: to confuse this film with another film anytime <laughs> soon. I think am an amazing thing about this film is that you could take any particular scene in this film and plop it into another film and not have it fit as
2: badly as
3: it <laughs> does in this film.
2: Uh, every if they taking scene, a scene from this and drop it into Blade Runner and it'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that any... makes sense, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think yeah. he means a musical, but... Uh...
3: No! <laughs> any film. Yeah. Any film... The, any scene in this film would make more sense in a different film than it does in the film it originated. It, um, I think every every it would be worth writing your mother about anything in this film. I mean, everything is memorable. I I, I go with a ten. I I loved it. I, I had such a great time. Ten memorable. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I got i am I'm 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 hoffing back and forth between an eight and a nine on this. Like it's totally memorable. Don't get me wrong. That opening scene is so the uh, the musical so bombastic and memorable. The crowd, the dancing, the 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 set, the costume, everything about that is the like the most memorable opening like you can imagine. It's it's got to be it's just incredible. Uh, But on the other hand, it's like. As much as it's memorable and you'll never confuse it with anything else, it will it will you will never yes you will always know the apple. The apple will be you know, but it's really not that good. So <laughs> so though it's a lot of fun, um, I'm gonna give it an eight, but uh, oh man, it's close to a nine.
1: When when you told me that there's a that the soundtrack's available on vinyl,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I wanted to start doing a search.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, just go to Montreal and see if you can find the theater. So it's just the screen there. <laughs> Still jammed in the background uh, behind the screen. Uh,
1: I think, uh, I think very rarely on this show have I thought, uh, I really want to listen to the audio commentary for this film and, and hear more about the making. Um, so, uh, it, it, this movie will stick with me. There's, I want to go back and listen to a couple of the songs specifically. Um, particularly the, the Be a Master song.
0: uh, uh so eight for me as well a crazy concept. The, the concept that Canon and, and that Golan himself wanted to do a musical of this scale is absolutely insane. The fact, because, because like, I mean, I mean, obviously he had no clue how to do it and, and that's fantastic. Um, the actual storyline that, that runs through it of, you know, Oh, um, girl and a guy come come in and you know they get tempted by the by the the big record contract and one of them doesn't take it one of them does and then they eventually come back together i mean that's not a crazy concept that's a typical one the fact that you've thrown on a biblical allegory again not really crazy it's just it's it's pretty par for the course especially i would think in 1980 i mean this was this this same kind of thing What's that? Uh, what's that animated film? It's Rock and Rule. I was just about to talk about it. Yeah, it's done so much better three years later by Rock and Rule. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't really have the Adam and Eve thing, but it. But no, it's but it's exactly the same storyline. Exactly story yeah, but and this was first. Yeah, it, it was first. Uh, I still the thing is is that I still think that the core concept is relatively typical of a musical, anyways. So I can't. I'm I'm gonna giving it a five because I think that Golan himself doing this movie is a crazy concept.
3: Five I I I I'm sorry, you're wrong.
0: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> you
0: so... We'll see somebody else's score is wrong,
2: that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um
3: no. The the idea of this film is a big, sexy disco. Um uh, Lavish musical that's going to reinvent the genre and then throwing a religious allegory on top of it is fucking insane. Um, nine. I'm going high.
2: I can't. And I'm going even higher. I've got a 10 on this as far as crazy custom. And just look at the world they created of of all the cross dressers and the the clowns and the. (laughs) <laughs> and the wizards and, and uh, everything else. Just look at the world that they thought was the future of 1994. It, I think this is a 10 without any question. This is as a concept. The only studio that uh, that uh, Golden could have sold this to was his own. If he took <laughs> this pitch to any studio in the world, they go, "That's too nuts, man."
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think crossing. Uh, uh, Logan's run and hair is a really strange
3: choice. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, this this is kind of like when Hustler did the religious issues. Mm-hmm, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> More like when when Penthouse did Romeo and Juliet. Um <laughs> the, Yeah, yeah I, I think I think uh the try like whatever this was i can't even put this in a context of what it was meant to be no. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's my big challenge is that it's uh i mean we talk about these movies that like okay makes sense because this movie was done two years earlier and i see where you're like you know the, the zeitgeist and all that no nothing before or after uh makes this make any sense uh i'm gonna go with a nine all right uh that brings us to the end of anyone wanna change or change anything while we're at it. <laughs> nope. Alright. That brings us to an remarkable eighty one out of one hundred, uh which puts us uh, just a hair out of the top ten films that we have done so far. Wow. Uh tied with uh Furious.
2: Wow. That's that's a uh, also I, another I remember- crazy movie. I remember when when we were picking the movie, yeah, Furious was crazy as well. I remember we were picking this and, you know, I was doing the last pick and I was back and forth on whether or not I should pick this and I, I threw it out there saying, I'm, I'm just, I'm afraid of it, guys. I'm not sure. And Stan, you're the one who's like, no, man, trust me, this will be crazy. Like it'll score. And it did. Had you seen it before? It, it was before? you pushing it. No. No. Oh,
0: okay. No. No, yeah, I, no, you you would not you forget it it on. If, you, if you did. No, no, no. I mean, we remember, that. let me think. Did
2: I, did
1: I watch it before? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I,
4: mean, no, I, I was mean.
2: afraid of it. I was afraid of it because of actually one of those documentaries. I think the uh, the wild untrue story or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, that, was, uh, it was intimidating
0: going into this. One well, sure. yeah, and that's the, and I think that's that's the thing about um, about even our next season is like there there's a concern that. That this type of movie that, and, and don't get me wrong, like, like unlike Nick, I didn't, I didn't actually enjoy watching this movie. Um, but the thing is, is that when you watch a movie like this, it it can be really not enjoyable and really not boogalo. And this was, this was at least really (laughs) boogalo. Did you take the right kind of drugs before you
2: watched (laughs) this can you imagine if you were on drugs when you went in to see this? Especially with a group of people? Oh, man. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> Whoa. We had <are> terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I, think I got
2: a bad batch. No, that's yeah. really how this went. That's, that's the apple. I <laughs> got the apple. You saw later like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is this uh, you got a good batch. That's the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Probably
2: didn't take enough.
0: All right. Well what what's what's our next uh, shall we do the business or do or we what are what are we doing next? I mean we're 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 through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> <laughs> we, <even noticed.
1: laughs> we lost the structure of the show. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes. Uh, how about you go to WeTalkPodcast.com for everything about us and go to their Facebook and their Twitter to find out even more?
0: That, that's right. Uh, well, and, and right.
2: you know what? And, and as we mentioned on the last episode, we are rebranding the show uh, to distance ourselves from a, uh, a group who has uh, uh, stolen, our, stolen our mojo.
0: Stolen our fun. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and taken it and, and appropriated it as something that we wish to have no association with. Um, So for that reason, we're we're going through a rebranding, which means the actual uh, by the time you hear this, it won't be so bad. But the the, this it will take us a while to do, and we'll probably have uh, up in the meanwhile some sort of content. The format uh, is not decided upon yet, but some sort of content will probably be flowing out. um, You know. so yeah uh you know but this year we are returning to oct- the octagon that's desired. absolutely we can announce the new name for the title james why don't you do that i we all agreed what the new title is i guess did we, we all agree now. did anybody disagree with the showdown uh, the, no, the new like they,
1: the- we will now be known and, and find this in your podcast app because we have no idea how to do a transfer of a show uh we are changing the whole title we don't know if this is easy or hard i suspect hard Um Uh, So it will be known as the Cult Film Showdown, Enter the Octagon. Makes sense. And
2: I assume that the – I think the showdown for short is what we will do. The showdown, yeah. And I assume that the Instagram will be something related to that, whatever it is. Yeah, however many characters they let me have
1: on Instagram, it will be that.
2: Like I say, maybe you've heard us uh, talk about some other thing. By the time this comes out, maybe you've heard us talk about – and you're like, why were they talking about music videos instead of movies? And it's like – this is why because this is taking a while but it will take a while we so.
0: just we just want to keep having fun
2: this probably will come out first i guess actually and yeah then the, it will yeah this will but the, but but after this the next season that we have planned it'll be a while before we get to that as we have to go back and fix everything to uh to distance ourselves from um, those people uh right. that's the right thing to do well, so the next season's concept was again jim next season is
1: uh Season, it will be season 14, and the concept of the season is that it's uh, films that feature someone whose fame came from an area outside of acting, outside of film. Uh, so not a TV actor that does a movie. Uh, this was really someone like uh, like a Sting who you're never going to think actor as the first thing when someone says Sting. Um, I'm assuming we don't have any uh, movies for Sting going up. So it, seemed like, it seemed like a fairly safe example uh, <laughs> Like you, All I you can think, think of is the bride. Someone said. I think says Brimstone
0: and, think, and Treacle could probably. Is uh, that Sting?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, that is uh, that's that's Sting. Yeah. So if you, uh, but if someone says Sting, you're obviously going to think mm-hmm. of music. If, uh, if someone says OJ Simpson, you're going to think of Murderer. Um, yeah. they're, they're they're famous for something besides <laughs> the besides the film uh, part of their of their career.
2: I would have gone Elvis Presley music, but OJ Simpson and murder seems like yeah that yeah. is what <laughs> he's most famous for at this point. <laughs> It's no longer
1: football. The, the the title of the season, uh eighty five minutes of fame. Uh,
2: we'll play, of course, on Warhol's classic uh fifteen minutes of fame. And we're hoping these movies only go for eighty five minutes, but <laughs> it's
0: all- <laughs> <laughs> well and and that's actually that's because one of one of the movies that I really wanted to choose, I looked at and realized that it clocked in at 124 minutes and I was just like I don't yeah. I don't, don't know about that. that long, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, and it never, and it almost never makes for a truly good, truly good experience when you're talking about the kind of movies that we want.
1: Yeah, the kind of girls
2: we go with.
0: Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. All right. Gemma <laughs> <Jim, all> rate. <right. laughs> all
1: right. We're all, we're all ready. I need a note, piece of note paper here so I can keep track of who
0: said what. Uh, S- know? and Nick. Here's the interesting that, thing though. In Brimstone and Treacle, Sting felt that his character was the devil. Oh, interesting. Only 72 minutes as well. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's starting at a one out of a hundred before it does anything
1: else. Uh, that's, that's better off than some films are. Um, all right. All right. And rate starts with Stan.
0: Oh, oh, damn. All right. Well, I've I've wanted this movie in the show for quite a while. And, and I knew that eventually it was going to find its way into, into there. Uh, it is starring John Michael Thor and, uh, and, I mean, he he took a few forays into acting, but there's but and, and I'm not sure quite what he's known best for whether whether it's whether it's bending an iron rod or uh, or music know, or anything but his like
1: music that. We'll talk about, I'm sure, <laughs> or or being the
0: god of thunder, <laughs> yeah, or um. just being the god of thunder. <laughs> but uh, but rock and roll nightmare is the movie that uh, that I am entering.
2: Great choice.
1: Rock and roll nightmare. All right. Great choice. And Jim Wright. Uh, it's me. All right. Well, there, were, I had a, as, as usual, I had a film that, uh, that I was, I, I had an eye on before I uh, pitched this idea, uh, and, uh, definitely this person's never going to have been known for acting. The only acting role that he did was playing himself in a movie that critics agree he was not convincing in. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there had been a biopic of him. He was unhappy with how that went and felt there should, that he would star in a movie as himself and, uh, and then uh, he'd be able to slam dunk it. Um, the film is uh, 1977's Viva Knievel.
2: Oh, oh, Evil can evil as himself. I was scared you were gonna pick. I was scared you gonna pick Piper parts with Howard Stern. I'm like, no, people <laughs> said he played himself pretty well. <laughs> I this uh I, I, the supporting cast in this is
1: incredible. Uh, Gene Kelly, Dabney Coleman, Leslie Nielsen, Red Buttons, Lauren Hutton, and Cameron Mitchell. Mm. Awesome. Oh. Viva Knievel. So
2: it's also uh, one of our modifiers, a plus one for Cameron Mitchell, isn't it? <laughs> it just all should be. All I love time. that
3: guy. <laughs> uh, it's funny you thought it was a different movie. I thought it was a different movie as well. I was going with Can't Stop the Music. Bruce Jenner's uh, only starring
0: <laughs> role. Yeah, see, Can't Stop the Music is the one that I avoided because it clocks in at 124 minutes ah oh my gosh it's the yeah it's the story of the village people make no doubt it has all sorts of people in it that i want to see but oh it's, it's, so it's so long all right yeah. well let's talk to the, oh, wait, we've still got six more movies yeah. so let's not give away <laughs> yeah that's, that's right
2: <laughs> you, never a farm here. you never all know you never right. know what's
1: gonna happen here and jim rate
2: uh jack Excellent. all right this is one of the few times usually i like to wait I'm like, let me wait, let me le- wait, see what you guys pick. This time I was, like, anxious. I wanted to go first because I don't want you guys to steal my movies because I didn't bring many. But uh, I just – I've been wanting to get this one in there for a while. Uh, Lyle Zedo Destroyer. Uh, 94 minutes. So just give you that ahead of time. No score. Lyle Zedo in a slasher film that takes place in a futuristic prison, I think. Who knows? Uh love it and anthony perkins as well i mean come on we're we're good
3: all right okay Nick, it, it's my turn and i'm picking a movie with two stars one of which is definitely not an actor so it counts and the other one thinks he's famous for not being an actor but that's the only reason we know him i am picking the china salesman starring mike dyson
2: and steven seagal <laughs> <laughs> wow oh Oh, that's gonna be something oh my goodness i'm already not ready oh no i know that one (laughs) i think will just be bad it will it will not be uh crazy i think it will just be bad but who knows mike tyson steven seagal i I mean i love tyson's cartoon oh his cartoons
1: awesome all right and jim rate
2: uh jack you're up again all right good Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> 87 minutes. I'm done. I'm out.
1: Jesse Ventura. Uh, nice. That I, I, I that on. would make it
2: someday and it, it,
1: uh, it had to finally, eventually. It's fine. It's it's finally, dumb,
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. So many times in the future it could have, could have come up, but now finally Abraxas right. is
0: in there. Jim right Uh, Stan. All right. Well, there, there's so many good choices, so many good choices. But got to go back to the music, and for me, there's there's one thing that stands above all else: the the hottest band in the world, Kiss. And you know, Gene Simmons has done some acting, but but Kiss, the band, they they broke into acting in a big way when they battled the Phantom of the Park. Uh-huh. So Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park.
2: And I think only our second made-for-TV movie? Uh, Yeah, even with, with Captain America. Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, this may only be the second. Yeah. Well, this is going to be oh, – oh, I'm I'm so glad you picked that one.
0: <laughs> I couldn't let it go. <laughs> that's another like,
2: movie. Since season two, I've been wanting to get that in. I,
0: have, I
1: rattled it around, and I, I, I actually said to my wife, uh, Lacey, that uh, – I said, you know, there is Kiss Meets the Phantom in the Park, but, like, do we know it too well? Like, is it going to – is it going to rate? Is it going to do well in the showdown? Because we're all going to be familiar with it. That's always a risky area, but uh, I'm glad you chose that, uh, Stan.
2: And what did you say your wife's name was?
1: Lacey, Lacey under Alcada.
2: Oh, oh, uh, where's she from? Moose. <laughs> Good. You got it. <laughs> I was scared throwing it out there. You wouldn't get it, but you got it.
1: <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm up next. So Nick, you're, you're doing cleanup. Uh, I've, I struggled so much with the second film. Uh I I had uh I had a lot there were there were two different Wynorski films that almost made it. Uh I was trying to decide if Tracy Lords counted or not.
0: Um
2: so <laughs> <laughs> She's famous for film, but not these types of films. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he was on the edge.
0: But she did a lot of movies overall. Like even She even did. I think it's still I think
1: actress yeah. is still going to be uh there's uh there's a film that uh uh football great uh John Matusak, uh who who fantastic uh acting roles uh but was a, a football player. But uh, there's another star in this film that is definitely not thought of as an actor first. Uh this is a movie that has almost no English language dialogue, uh, but the dial the rest of the dialogue, not in a foreign language, it will be in a made-up language. Uh this is uh Ringo Starr in 1981's Caveman.
0: Oh. Uh yes, finally that one comes in as well. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Makes sense.
2: Uh, uh yes, I've not seen it. I heard about it in 1981. When I was <laughs> a young child. And somebody was saying to me, you know, talking about how crazy it was. Somebody much older trying to explain it to me. <laughs> my 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 wide eyes going. I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> so now we, may
1: ha- we may come back. To- yeah, we may have that again. Uh, <laughs> Nick, wrap it up.
3: Alrighty, my last pick. Um, I'm picking mostly because I like saying this guy's name. He was mostly famous for not being a football star i think and of course that is the boss we are going to take a journey into stone i so knew i have
2: we were were thinking you would pick that we were hoping you would pick that we know you've been wanting to pick that for uh for the show before the show began i'm so glad you got that in there that movie is some is that canon it feels like a I,
3: cannon. I, I I
0: don't know. Off be a little late cannon. Yeah. Uh. See, this is one of those seasons where I knew for a fact that that we could be really mean to each other, or we could be good <laughs> to each other. Because because like, I was super close to to picking cool as ice. You know that that yeah, just.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. I it. From Justin to Kelly stayed in the mix for quite a while for me.
0: Mm. I I mean double team we you know, you know, we were actually messaging about Dennis Rodman, so I mean I thought Double Team could come up. This would have been a great place for a Shaquille O'Neal movie, of course.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I know it would score well, but I also know that Nick would probably have a uh, version <laughs> to it before it even started. It, uh-huh. It's completely Boogaloo.
0: And the, the completely, one
2: that... it's, completely, it's completely Bungalow, I mean. Bungalow, <laughs> yeah. yes.
3: The one I really <laughs> wanted, but I just couldn't find a decent copy of was, was the TV movie cut of The Highwayman, starring the guy who is famous for saying, oi, oi, oi. Oh, man, In- I, do, uh, I also energizes- tried to find that.
1: Yeah. I also tried to find one of his films. Uh, oh, Jacko, Jacko from the Energizer commercials. Oh, yeah. Oh, he has yes. a later one that I that w- I almost went with, but it was still a really lousy copy. Mm. Uh, was, the, uh, was there was the
3: one on? Uh, it was on Prime, uh, under a different title. Mm. Um, yeah, but it looked really like, like shot on, yeah. VHS quality. It was. Not great. Yeah, that
1: was one of the first things that came to mind was Jacko, and he did two or three films. Wow,
0: that's um, I, I
1: actually looked at him a couple of seasons ago when we did the One Shit Wonder, but he had made three films, I think. So it didn't, he didn't uh, fall under it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I I also considered Free Jack for uh for Mick Jagger's uh, wonderful <laughs> performance there. <laughs>
1: Uh, Runaway starring uh, Gene Simmons. That came I, up. But I uh, just watched that. I didn't
0: that. feel he was in it enough. I didn't feel he was in yeah, it enough. I don't, it don't think it's, not. I don't think it's crazy. I it would not score at all. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's yeah. just, it's just mostly just bad. Although it does have Tom Selleck, so. <laughs> Did uh, anyone
3: else research Shally? Bigfoot? Because I really wanted to get the monster <laughs> drop in there, but it nice. turns out he doesn't have a full-length movie.
1: Oh, nice. Mm. I... Uh, the, uh, Rob Schneider's, uh, starring role in The Animal, uh, his love interest was a, 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 cast member from Survivor. Um, so that was in the mix for me. Also one of the other stars of Survivor was in, uh, Wynorski's Komodo versus Cobra. mm mm-hmm. um, which was on Tubi. And so that one was,
0: that one was in the mix for a while for me too. I I think we managed uh, pretty well with this season overall and and not trying to be terrible to each other.
2: (laughs) No, I did not pick Firestorm.
0: Oh, Howie Long, yeah. I I certainly considered that one myself. But I, I just didn't think it was going to be... Bogaloo, enough. Bungaloo yeah, that enough, was yes.
3: actually like a legitimate attempt
0: at film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yes, okay. Well, I, I think, I think we have, uh, we have killed ourselves enough with this. So, uh, so why don't we uh, say goodbye for now to everybody and, uh, and when we'll see them again, um, as the we'll cult see film them showdown. The showdown. That's that's right.
2: We'll see them in the showdown. The, the octagon. octagon. We'll we'll yeah. still
0: all be coming back and entering the re-entering the octagon, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I probably have a little bit of fun stuff for you in between just to keep you happy. All right, so for Jim and for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and thank you for listening to the KIF.
3: 1994, the world is controlled by one power. Hey, 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 it's out the way. Hey, 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 it's out the way. Hey, 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 it's out the way. The
4: apple is success. There ain't no prize!
3: do everything what about happiness love,
4: show me, tell me,
1: I wanted to release Bibi from a
4: contract is. Tears, where is she where I, pitiful, I stand alone
3: The apple is the temptation. Taste it! Taste
4: it! Taste
3: it! The apple Taste is the, the experience. Apple. Take the apple!
4: Whoa! Praise the apple! Whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah!
3: The apple is the forbidden fruit.
4: Come and take me and shape me and mow me.
3: The apple takes your soul. Your counts to LA. Everybody does it. special experience in movie-going entertainment, the Apple.